Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. What? In and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that is always thankful for a ride. <laughs> My name is Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. <laughs> and on today's episode, we're taking a brief detour from our Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament by honoring a fallen film from said tournament. Mm -hmm. It sadly didn't make it past the first round, but we will be giving much love <laughs> as we provide a fan commentary track for 1987's Creep Show 2. In my heart of hearts, this went all the way. <laughs> In my this, first bracket. This is your St. Elsewhere ending of right, this thing is right. just the little snow globe with Creep I'm reading Show a 2. comic book. <laughs> He's been that way ever since 1987. <laughs> Continuously repeating 1987's Creep Show 2. But before we get into that, gang, let me remind you we're part of the ever-expanding Phantom Podcast Network. Phantom. And you can find all of our past episodes along with a host of other horrific horror podcasts at downrightcreepy.com. And if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your creep hole. <laughs> It's 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 a good it's a good it's a good hole to have, if you will. I hate to say that we admit we it's a good hole to have here on the show, but that is how it is. Uh, but here, gang, we are basically we are so far into the mouth of March Madness, our tournament that we're putting on, mm -hmm. and we're actually kind of segueing right now because normally the the day this episode drops, we were going to be putting in our 2007 episode. But we did promise you guys a commentary a month, and I wanted to make sure we held up our end of the bargain here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, Creepshow 2 didn't make it past the first round, but nope. a number of other great... There's been some really good head-to-head uh, -head battles, and I cannot wait to see where it goes. And we've got some really good response from the listeners, too. The interaction's been fantastic. It's yeah. been one of my favorite aspects of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And also, again, just if you listen to it, just revisiting a lot of these films, I love getting the new perspective yeah. on some of these. That's, to me, the, the best part of this. Uh, but we do have some special plans for our next round, which we're calling the Scream 16. <coughs> and speaking of the Phantom Podcast Network, for uh, the four episodes we're going to have with the Scream 16, we are actually going to be featuring members of the Potter and Family Phantom Network. That's right. That's right. So we've got four different podcasts lined up right now. Um, we're not going to say who they are, but, you know, because we want to make sure we get every right. when once we record an episode, I'll tell you who just hosted right. with us. But we got to make sure we got it done before because who knows what will happen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. It'll give you a chance to, again, uh, get a you know load of the the talent, if you will, mm -hmm. at the Phantom Podcast Network. And then for the round of our Hateful Eight, we're going to have even more surprises, some more podcast guests. Yeah. So make sure you're playing along at home and following along at home and tweeting at us at Nightmare Junk. Uh, and hit us up on Facebook. So we're pretty easy to find. Just look up the Nightmare Junkhead in your Googles. And don't and ask us what Nightmare Junkhead means, because I will say, I don't even know if we have ever mentioned this, but we were given the, the title. I, lo I love the title because it's crazy. It's weird. But I don't know what it means. I don't know either. Okay. So, so. you know what? I'll put that out to the, the listeners. Um, tweet at us. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. What does Nightmare Junkhead mean to you? Oh, nice. We'll get a little, <laughs> a little philosophical. 
philosophical here if we can. Um, We're going to get some gnarly tweets. <laughs> I, yeah, quite possibly. If, if our listenership is anything like our friends you know, that we have, yeah. it should be interesting. Uh, so make sure we don't go too dark there. Right. Uh, gang. Uh, so as before mentioned, we, were, we promised a commentary a month from films from 1987. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, this was one of the probably the, one of the films that when we talked about 1987 was like the first on your list. Yeah. I mean, like, creep show, too. I mean, it's been a long time coming, I guess, <laughs> because we, we've done an episode of, for Creep Show mm-hmm. when we listened to the score. We did what the score one, but we never did the commentary on no. it. And I think, aside from Waxworks, this might be our true anthology. Oh, the, oh the, of course. Yeah. Of course. This is, yeah, there's no BS, but this is a true anthology film. Uh, I just want to apologize right now. I'm a little bit. Um, little bit raspy so i'm drinking some coffees to help me soothe my throat i thought so. you were trying to go for a kathleen turner kathleen kind of turner, thing right? it was kind yeah. of turning me on a little uh, i'm not gonna lie more of a harvey firestein like why doesn't anybody love me just like just singing torch songs and shit i just want to be loved is that so wrong <laughs> right <laughs> if you were a bee <laughs> would you be a gay bee Gotta love that. Gotta love that. But yes, no. So uh, we are going to be utilizing the recent Arrow Blu-ray mm-hmm. release uh, for our viewing here. And again, what an age we live in when when Creep Show Two gets loving, gets all kinds of lovingly good stuff. You know, and when Arrow puts out a Blu-ray, man, they put they out a Blu-ray. Full, yeah, it's so great. It's kind of fantastic. So now the way we do this is go ahead and get your uh, DVD or Blu-ray Blu-ray geared up, uh-huh. where you're about to see the New World logo. Right, just right as a just pause it, and then we're gonna take the Lethal Weapon approach with the one, two, three, go. Three, two, one. Yeah, three, two, one, Woo. go. You're going backwards on me, man. All right. You're going to confuse me. Okay, so gang, go ahead and line everything up, and we will get started. Three, two, one, play. Welcome, kiddies, to another edition of Creep Show. <laughs> I love this movie. It's taken us a while to get here, but we finally get to New World Pictures. Yep. Creep Show 2. Mm-hmm. One of your. We were talking off mic. We're talking on mic. If you've listened to the the show before, we've talked. You've talked many times about right. your love for this film. This movie is great. Uh, I I now I'm gonna throw this out there right now. Creep Show One is a superior film. I don't think you'll hear many people argue against that. Right. It's a superior film. Creep Show One is a fucking masterpiece. But there's some charm to be had about Creepshow 2. This is the one that made me fall in love with anthologies. This is the one that backwards engineered all my creep shows and, and things like that. Because if memory serves correct, you saw this I in the saw theater. I saw this in the theater. So, yes. And at the drive-in. So, Oh, now that's a magic. That's magic. Mm-hmm. Now that I can understand in terms of the whole nostalgic vibe mm-hmm. kicks in with that. Uh <laughs> Now back in <laughs> back in eighty seven, I don't remember a lot of uh, personalized plates. So I'm glad to see you know the creep. It was ahead it, of the game. It's Tom Savini's personal. It's yes, and here we go. Now this is our first appearance of the creep in Creep Show Two, mm-hmm. played by as you said Tom Savini. But now, as if your life depended on getting the first copy off the presses. Say what you will about Sex Machine there, but I like him as the creep I in this do, movie. I do, I do. And see, so I made that analogy on a previous episode where Creep Show 1 is the golden age of comic books. 
This yeah. is the Silver Age. We're modernizing it a little bit. We're getting a little bit more. The creep becomes its own character because before he was just a figure in the window. Which still is very it's effective very terrifying. To me. Yes. But you see the cover of the... Mm -hmm. I love how the cover of the uh, Creep Show 2 is right where Creep Show 1 left off. That's just a very fun little wink. And now you have the animated. A lot of people have problems with the whole animated wraparound. But to me, once again, going back to the Silver Age... It's more of like comic books had their own cartoon. They mm -hmm. had their own thing. So a natural step would be a horror one because you already had Meanwhile at the Hall of Justice, you know. So why not Creepshow? And then you have you add some old school star power. You got George Kennedy, right? Right, right around the Frank Drebin time, but he's still renowned <laughs> for his like. Uh, oh, he's disaster yeah, he, he movies, brings right? gravitas. Yeah, he's legit. You got old school Dorothy Lamore, who's been in so many more, and then you got that, that long hair, just ready glorious ah, hair. Ah, you know, his hair should have had a SAG card. You know, it's such a character. <laughs> I love my hair. You know, I love my hair. <laughs> you have some glorious Samson hair. But if I could change it, I would totally have that hair. Would you? Yes, I would. Just that long, just yep. beautiful, silky yep. smooth. Mm -hmm. I, I would. I, growing <coughs> up a metalhead, I was never allowed to grow my hair long. Yeah. More. Unfortunately, I just had a mullet. That was mm -hmm. the excess that I had, unfortunately. And I always wanted, this is going to be really funny, sound funny, but I always wanted uh, Mark Slaughter's hair, hmm. the, the singer from Slaughter, just because I thought it would just... I, I would look good in it. Yeah. Now I'm kind of, I'm sure I'm lucky that I never got to do that. And unfortunately I was stuck with a pretty sweet mullet there. I had back in my freshman and sophomore years. So nice. yeah, it's interesting how that turns out. I, I, I think my biggest issue with this is it does suffer from comparison. Right. So trying to separate creep show two as its own entity, I think is my biggest issue I've always had um, because I, and if you go back and listen to our uh, creep. So what's the score episode? You know, that's a film we gush over, right? That's a film. That was one of those first connective films we had back mm -hmm. when we first started, you know, hanging out. It's like, Oh, you like creep show. No, I love creep show. Right. You know? Right. And so we had that going on. And I, you talked about the, the continuity and it makes sense because this is still written by Stephen King and George Romero. Uh huh. It's just directed by somebody different. Yeah. Uh, Michael Gornick. Yeah. So, and I mistakenly said that Creepshow 2 was John Harrison directed when he did uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Right. Produced by Richard Robenstein, who mm -hmm. then, uh, Laurel Pictures. Oh, yeah. Laurel Pictures was responsible for bringing horror to TV with um, Tales from the Dark Side, with the show Monsters, with the show, a lot of horror show, a lot of anthology spooky shit was always produced by the Laurel Company, which is Rubenstein's, which has been a long time contributor to Romero. So being that even Romero used to write a couple of scripts for Tales from the Dark Side as well. So it's they all keep it in the family. For example, the director of this one was worked on the original Creep Show one. Yeah, he was actually he was the uh, DP for a lot of Romero's films. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, pretty much all of them that you you name, he's uh, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Martin, uh, Night Riders. Right. So he's he's very he's intimately familiar with this. Now <laughs> this is so again we've got a full on animated scene here mm -hmm. which kind of almost reminiscent of i would uh, say like wizards. a ralph Bakshi. yeah yes yeah like a wizards are like uh almost cool worldian but very dark mm -hmm. like i wouldn't be surprised if uh old chief woodenhead now i would yeah and i wouldn't be surprised if um <laughs> if, chief if you, woodenhead so if you've doing a little research on this film again it's a very divisive film just mm -hmm. because i i do see a lot of 
flack on this, like people yeah. straight up hating well, on it. Well, when you when you put it up against Creep Show One, it's kind of hard to do. You know, I mean, well, even trying to separate it because I think the first stark difference between the two is Creep Show had five segments. This has only three. Yeah, and longer stories, and it also doesn't have the comic booky feel. But then again, at the times like going back Silver Age, Golden mm-hmm. Age. They stopped going away from that, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. in the 80s, you had Dark Batman. You had all these different types of comics, even in horror. Well, I mean, well, it's kind of weird, though, to start off your the first segment with an old actor that the probably the, the majority of the demographic Don't. you're shooting at. No fucking clue. Exactly. Especially with Dorothy Lamore. Now, you might be... Hi, I'm George Kennedy. You might remember me from such films as... But he did all those, like, 70s disaster mm-hmm. films, and then he... Most people probably know him best as uh, Frank Drebin's partner from the Naked Gun series. Yeah, the one always eating. But how fucking dope is that uh, makeup effect? So this is not. This is uh, Greg Nicotero, and I believe it was also uh, Howard Berger on mm-hmm. this one. Correct. Mm-hmm. So that you did, you almost got all of the Let the K and B on that one. Um, yeah, the the makeup work, the special effects in this film are phenomenal. Well, some will argue that the uh, the sludge and the raft isn't so good, um, especially with the uh, Blu-ray treatment on it. Um, but no, I've always felt that the the effects work in this are fantastic, mm-hmm. especially some of the kills in this segment. Mm-hmm. I thought they were very effective. And this is kind of a pro. Uh, uh, uh. A very sentimental story, too. A good old-fashioned revenge tale. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, first of all, I think we forgot to get a couple of things out of the way. One, uh, we have no affiliation with Arrow, <laughs> like, Creepshow, anything Laurel, anything like that. If they want to send kudos and say, hey, cool, thanks, we'll take it. But we're not affiliated with them anyway. And <laughs> also spoilers. We're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. So this, Yeah, don't listen to this commentary track. Don't let this commentary track be part of your first viewing of right, this film. Right, right. Well, I think one of the cool things with our commentary tracks is they are kind of scene specific. But at the same time, if, you don't, if you're not listening or watching the film, you can still listen to it as right. a Right, right. You're not going to hear a lot of dead to- dead air here. No. Or if there is, it's us quoting something, unfortunately, right. which can happen from time to time. <coughs> so also what's interesting is you have a small town in economic despair, which mm-hmm. was not uncommon at all in the uh, Reagan 80s. Shit, it's still not uncommon now. No, that's stuff that's always sadly relevant. Yeah. Um, so you get these little little small towns that are just forgotten yeah. by modern America. Mom and pop stores being eaten by corporate America or giant Walmart or conglomerates. So the town itself is dying. The jobs are all gone. But you got the mom and pop store who's helped everybody through the years. And, and this is a legit mom and pop store. Yeah. And it's kind of, I like her story arc where she's like, you don't know these people fucking shit. You know? All they do is take bullshit. And then finally, um, well, we will see, but it's a good like you know, turnabout face for someone setting their ways and just you know, it's it's nice to have a character arc within these segments yeah. because so often you don't really get anything like that because number one you don't have enough time yeah exactly just based on the you know the limited quality of the anthology but I think this because this is only three segments long that it does hurt a little bit more with the pacing. Right. But because unfortunately, like even in our final segment, which is, you know, one of the all time <laughs> favorites there, you know, it, you, you, there's no arc there. I mean, right. it's literally just the, the story itself. And so it's nice that these characters do get a chance to do it. But at the same time, again, when you're a kid watching this the first time, mm-hmm. I can see where sometimes this could maybe make you go, where, where's, 
Where's the youth? Which we eventually get. Right. This this one, I like this story because you have to actually sit and like see what's going on at first. Then when the shit hits the fan, maybe all these stories are just good to to just watch. They're good ta- cautionary tales, mm-hmm. like what good horror and those oldies should. Yeah, and the, those old EC comics. Yeah, exactly. the 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 wicked will get punished. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The evil always gets their comeuppance, mm-hmm. and it's always and that's the best part of Creep Show is you know the, the dead will rise, mm-hmm. evil will be punished, innocence will suffer. Unfortunately, though, right. you know it's that it's that constant circle that you get there. So old chief Woodenhead, um, <laughs> this will be given away a little bit too much, but I have this huge giant wooden Seder. Yes, you do on my front porch. I call and, it old chief wooden Greg. And just like every day it's, you know, you give yeah. your little yatta. Hey, old chief wooden Greg. There, wow. If you were timing up everything the way we are, <laughs> that was damn near creepy. That was very creepy. It's the power of old Chief Wooden Greg. Yes, man. it is. <laughs> well, I, I actually have a giant wooden satyr out it's there. It's fucking huge. Yeah, it's very intimidating. <laughs> I actually know I have when walking Lola occasionally, I'll see people walking, like little kids walking home from school and stuff, and they'll like whisper and like point. So I don't know if I've hit that like scary house on the corner yet. <laughs> and I come stumbling out. It's a monster! <laughs> but I don't want to become that house because I was like, no, I'm a nice guy, guys. And then I realize I'm talking to him with a mustache. So unfortunately, I've got. I'm still working into it, as, as, if, you, if you will. We uh we did sh- we did uh, shoot a video earlier. We went live and uh, did a live feed before we started recording. So I apologize if my mustache threw a few of you off. <laughs> but we did host a, a screening of uh, Cannonball Run recently over at Tapcade. Check fun. that out at the Nerds of Nostalgia. Now here is I love this is the fact that this is one of those old school hardware stores mm-hmm. slash grocery stores An actual slash general store not not Dollar General not do- you know it's. <laughs> Well, I wonder if any of our uh, younger listeners then would recognize anything like this, or if this is like literally like something, something from history. Really fantastic! And then look at all the jewels. That's some good turquoise, man. The things that my people hold precious. I like what I like what he says. He goes, "Yeah, I know that. I know that we have asked for a lot, and you've helped us out. We'll pay you back. Here's a sign of good faith." And he has this really good line, really prominent, like the begging line. Yeah. The begging line. He goes, if 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 you keep it, then we are still borrowing. If we hold on to it, then that just makes us beggars. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm like, that's really very smart. It's pretty profound, actually. Yeah, for again, for a a a sequel, a horror yeah, anthology it's, sequel. It's deep. <laughs> that's something you don't get that often. But also, again, just the level of actors that you have here, they're really good. Mm-hmm. They really good. They really do sell it, and. This is oh it's this is a pleasant rewatch for me when I you know rewatched it for the tournament. You for you you this is one of those that you'll watch Anytime. once a week, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like you could watch this once a week, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, after a while, I'll be like, yeah, the hey, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I can. If there's nothing else to watch, fucking creep show too. Mm-hmm. See, I love that line. You make us beggars again. And then, you, yeah, oh, you can't forgive something like that. Yep. What I also love, though, is you get the dichotomy of the older generation, the versus more honorable the, generation. Versus the newer generation that's just going to fuck shit up and take what they want. Damn millennials. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, you gotta when we uh, finally get to him, his little crew there. Just unfortunately, when you have a small town like that, you gotta have him <laughs> lackeys. Some, some... But the lackeys are lacking. Unfortunately, I think. Lackluster lackeys. Lackluster lackeys. Very much so. Uh, and never the optimist too. Yeah. I really like that regarding George Kennedy's character in this one. He always puts his faith in everybody. You know. And well, let's face it, and, no good deed goes unpunished. And in today's day and age, man, we need optimism. We need forward thinking now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Not saying that Creepshow 2 is a it's, commentary it's from, on Trump's but, America. Know, but, but you know, you can see if you draw your own similarities and it's so bad. Once again, <laughs> this is a commentary fan track. Right. Not- <laughs> We're going to get a um, freaking Gornick's going to be calling us up to uh, say, guys, now nah, please just separate yourself from Creepshow 2 and everything associated with New World Pictures. <laughs> Although I will say growing up in the 80s, you had these cultural stereotypes of Native American characters. Hell, uh, Revenge of the Ninja, actually, the, the canon film classic, has a Native American character named fucking Tonto. Like, it's just, it's so ridiculous. Oh, there we go. Oh. And then you get your first little, like, and it's just enough, like, did I see what I saw? And I'm curious, does he, is he, does he know that that is the, like, you know, an an, an embod- a manifestation of no, evil or, you know, something no. like a carrier of revenge. I don't know. Cause he was as shocked to see as that one. When he looked, he was like, Oh shit. No, he has no idea. Okay, so it's not till later. And he goes, he puts two and two together. Cause as it plays out, it's really good. And so it's, and then it ends. It's here we are. Everything's happy. And, you know, it's like, oh, wow. And I always like to think that in the further I see that green, mm-hmm. I like to think that's the Verrill place. <laughs> but that Stephen King does show up in this film eventually. Yes, he does. I like uh, to think because he's like, things will be green soon. They'll be you green. Know? Oh, God, the ultimate irony. I'd like to think that I'd like, oh, yeah. That's horrible. That's horrible. Now, you could use that connectivity, though, from the first. That, that is some great that is some great effects work but i would love that kind of connectivity and honestly with stephen king anything associated with stephen king yeah there is that kind of the king connectivity the king verse and which have you seen the trailer Castle rock yeah. yes i have i think it looks kind great. of anxious to see how that i like you've got the creep show comic in the background there <laughs> yeah a little easter egg oh, there he is now you know he's a bad mamma jamma with uh, no shirt and denim mm-hmm. in fact there is a lot of denim in this film, denim, denim, denim. Yeah, what what does Mario wear uh, out out to <laughs> out to the plum? Denim, 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 denim. denim. That's good. God damn. So, <laughs> I don't uh, I don't know how much I can say about his hair in this because he's going to talk. He's going to talk hair. about his hair. But did you know uh, he is actually one of the gentlemen that is featured in Fight Club that actually says the line? Uh, uh, his name His name is Robert Paulson. He's that guy. Uh, let's see here. What is that cat's name? Got to get to the IMDb here. We got to have that pulled up. Uh, Holt McCollinay is his, uh, gnome de plure, if you will. Holt McConaughey. And he's all sorts of fantastic in this movie. Is that his now, natural of course, hair? No, <laughs> I, th- I would hope so. I don't know. Actually, that kind of looks a little wiggish. It could be. But it could be. Now he sells it though. I will. I won't lie. But I, again, I love the fact that he's like, no, your uncle, your your uncle was your just uncle, here, right, like your like your blood, two minutes man. Ago doing something awesome, and now you and your goon squad are going around fucking my store up. Look at that guy with the, the now. Actually, I'm not gonna lie, the denim jacket with patches. Hell, I think I could play. Right. If we remake Creepshow two, I've got that part nailed, man. There, and you know what? The other hench man, the fat one, that yeah. could be him. <laughs> now that oh, now who can we cast then? 
as uh, <laughs> Mount Baldy. Look at a wig with a wig. <laughs> oh, that now that I would pay a lot of money to see. I am not gonna lie. Oh Lord. And of course, they do the indignity of just like stealing straight. Now that's just some gnarly, that is nasty some gnarly stuff. shit. And he's the guy that's gonna put the cap back on and put it back on the shelf too. Uh huh. But no, they it's. <laughs> that's a- now, uh, Teen Wolf, I believe, uh, Chubb was the uh, the actual nickname of uh, the of Francis, Francis. Who, who plays that character in there. I guess you can't have a good group of lackeys or minions without the stereotype. Do you think he's the fat uh, fat guy party animal? Yeah, I think he's the fat guy because we'll, <laughs> we get a look into his like abode. This is true. This so. is true. And they. <laughs> And I'm a little upset that he's not wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Like maybe he's a fat guy, party fat, guy, fat, training guy. Like, yeah. But that's the he's a country fat funny. guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Instead of the Hawaiian shirt, they it's have the denim. The denim vest. Uh, that makes sense. That he's makes got sense. his hat. Probably says like Booty Hunter on it or something. FBI full yeah. full body. Yeah, one of those things <laughs> yeah. that you'd see down at a South Carolina <laughs> Myrtle Beach. Okay, here it comes. Oh, Jesus Christ! There's the photo machine. You should take a picture when you can, man. <laughs> No, well, yeah, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to imagine like just him by himself in his bedroom, just combing through that hair, right? Kind of like, like fucking Marcia Sid Brady. Brady. Ninety-eight. Ooh, look at this sweetheart. God. I would also like to think maybe he's just like the the modern version of narcissist as well, like just just so caught up in his own reflection. <laughs> Oh, and back in the in the day where he's you know that small town, you know, maybe is this John Redcorn yeah, before? Yeah, or John Redcorn Origins, the origin story. <laughs> Get over here in front of these cameras. I love it. He's just so. <laughs> what? This is such a creepy line. <laughs> I just ran right between their legs. It's just so like, yeah, it's so such a specific reddish. Perfect for mm-hmm. his character. So gross, gnarly, and honestly, you have it, it, you you know he's the leader based on the fact he's not wearing a shirt underneath right. all that denim. He's got the glorious hair. Uh oh, uh oh. See, this is where this is over here, lady. <laughs> this is where the lines get crossed. This is this is where it truly becomes creep show. Yeah, it's like. And monsters mayhem. Let's bring it on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting enough that I think there are enough uh, vintage photo machines like that. You can actually... Right. The way there he flips go. his hair, there's the creep show. The way he flips his hair, man, that just, is just... Whoosh, just that waffle. <laughs> waff. My coiffure. I'm telling you, man. That is some conditioned, uh-huh. taken care of hair. <laughs> Old school camera photos ladies and gentlemen right and they actually have one at the up down they do i know every time i step in one of those i do, feel, do, the, I do the i do the do little monologue little, yeah million of girls out there and i'm like i feel creepy saying it but at the same time it's like i guarantee you someone's outside waiting listening. to be in line right <laughs> i come out and like they're like oh <laughs> oh <laughs> I was hoping for something a little bit more Native American, and I got, <laughs> got the hay. <laughs> uh, and I like the fact that he does reference his whole thing is based on Samson. <laughs> right? It's and, and it's funny because she was in one of the Samson and Delilah movies way back she? in the day. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. So you got to come here to Nightmare Junkhead for little tidbits of knowledge like mm-hmm. that, ladies and gentlemen. Like you can go a little old Hollywood there, genius. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> uh, I was like, oh no, because like she just turned a corner. Mm-hmm. You know, she was just saying, you know, these she people had are her- nice and everything. She had her dad's now, and now next thing you know. Fucking hot stuff is going to go and try and blast your ass. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that we do find out that, of course, there is. That's the rich kid gone bad. Yeah, because, like, they don't need the money. That's the thing. No. They're doing it for the thrill, man. Right. And then also just to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think they realize that it is a dying town. And no, unfortunately, the green stuff that's coming is not going to be the green <laughs> prosperity. It's that Vera Luck and these fellow B-A-D. <laughs> H-A-I-R. I would like to see uh, just the fact. The, do the behind the scenes? Do any of the featurettes talk about his character or the hair or any of that? No, not Damn as it. much as I like. Damn though. it! Such they a missed talk opportunity. About him because he goes, I had a great time with that man. I oh, do they talk to him? Yeah, but not much. Uh, I was like, you could do a whole segment on that hair alone. I, I would. That's what I would. I would have. So, so I actually bought this for you for Christmas. I'm yes. Let's throw this out there. I would now if they had a hair featurette, I would have bought myself a copy. <laughs> In fact, I'm not gonna lie. I want to borrow this afterwards. Gr- so. Right. Grooming tips from John Redcorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rock candy, man. And you see, can't... that's the thing. He knows. Yeah. It is unfortunate because he does have the inside knowledge about it. Mm-hmm. But he also he he knows. And honestly, I that just... is what ultimately. His downfall has come mm-hmm. up, it's, but that just makes him so much more skeezy. Yeah. Not in the fact that he's going to shoot an old lady and he's all creepy, but he takes like his own jewels to go pawn him to be in Hollywood. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's not even just all his. It's his like his tribe, his whole. It's his heritage. That's right. his culture. And That's he's his just people. Like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know. So, oh. Uh, uh. That's where it gets sad. Yeah. I This is general pathos because she's selling it. I mean, she's a classically trained actress. She is. Now, I would admit, though, if this was maybe John Woo's creep show, too, she would have flown back 15 like feet with doves flying in the background. Right. Because let's face it, with, with a his shotgun, with the billowing. fear of blo- billowing. <laughs> uh-uh. Good old-fashioned squibs. I'll give squibs. them that. A little bit more. Give it to you. Oh, down he goes. <laughs> Ew. He's a newbie. He's a yeah. lackey, man. They're not prepared for that. Well, nobody's prepared for John Redcorn. This is yeah, this is the magnificence. John Haircorn. John Hair. <laughs> nice. No, man. They went in for a B and E, came out with a the first degree. One eight seven. The one eight seven on a this was not an undercover. <laughs> one eight seven on a gold mom and pop. <laughs> That's why you're the genius. Here. Just waiting. Stuff. He's Fat so stuff. mean. He's so mean to his lackeys. He's he's, he's like all... Skeletor mean to his lackeys. You know, where's my hair? Yeah. They're just all a means to an end for him for yeah. his way to get to Hollywood. Exactly. He's using he's he's using Fat stuff, Fatso or whatever the fuck his name. Mm-hmm. No, Poncho. That's his name. Even Poncho as a fucking. He's basically gonna, you know, roll the well for the Firebird, mm-hmm. which of course they've got a Firebird. Of course, of, of course. What else would they drive except maybe a Trans Am? If right. they could? Just rolling around in like a, a wonderfully like <laughs> classic muscle car, you know, just <laughs> something you can put the top down or just yeah. on the side, little panels and shit. Something with at least that has an eagle on the front. And he's promising, let's go to Hollywood, carry, carry my bags, donkey. Ah. And then meanwhile, you know, as soon as he's going to get him, he's going to fuck him up. There's and a I grimace love that there. stare. Like, oh, yeah. fuck, dude, dude. You done fucked up. Exactly. Well, I really like to, just with the uh, the effects that they put on there, it is subtle. It's yeah. very subtle. 
but it looks like he's made out of fucking wood and it's a whole fucking body suit. Can you imagine going down a like a Hollywood Boulevard instead of like you know the the silver guy robot? You get that? that, Oh, dude, that that wooden head. Shit! I just walk up, yatta hey, you know, we're good. (laughs) Gonna touch up your paint job here. Uh We're solid. Let's go do it. And unfortunately, he also (sighs) goddamn he has to shoot up the store, man. Yeah. There ain't no dust in Hollywood. It kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Anakin Skywalker's whole thing about uh, dust. I hate sand. It yeah. gets everywhere. And he fucked uh, up by shooting. shooting with... You don't mess up another man's no. makeup. You don't, just you tell don't, you that. You don't fuck with the dude's war paint. That's right. And it is war paint, too. That's mm-hmm. what's read. Mm-hmm. The fact that he applies the war paint. Because he's going to war. He's like, fuck, first blood has been drawn. You know, there, there's an Iron Maiden cover in this song, uh, in this little segment. They really needed Anthrax's Indians to play in this. <laughs> but it's just that guy was sitting in the suit the whole time. I know. And again, I'm telling you, these, this would be the freakiest thing to walk down and just stare. And did you see how when they shot, it just was one long panning shot? He's just And then just the subtle movements. Yeah. He really sells that he's a piece of animated wood. I mean, wood come to life. Mm-hmm. It's almost he almost has that Peter Weller kind of approach to the the character of Chief Woodenhead. Yeah. To make it seem real that because if something wa- was living petrified wood, Jesus Christ. Right. It's going to be lumbersome, cumbersome and deadly. I I always even think about the fucking bears at like Famous Dave's and shit and like barbecue joints and shit. And I'm like, "Oh, I got the hey." Those are just yeah. weird animatronic ones or just, just the stuffed in ones. Just case. Well, again, stuff you learn from the movies. Mm-hmm. You never mess with that. Don't walk over gates and always pay your respect to wooden statues. Right. Or anything that could potentially become alive. It comes sentient and seek revenge. There is the most frightening sculpture out in Mission Park, Kansas. Fuck yeah, that that um, Resident Evil thing mm-hmm. with the blockhead on mm-hmm. it. Every time I drive by, I'm like, I know he's going to come alive and just swipe at my car. And ain't shit I can do because it's fucking claws or metal. He's terrifying. Fuck that thing that is one thing i will not got the hay that does not get any other that gets a flip off we got a little too regional there but if you're in the if you're in the area (laughs) and you know what we're talking about that thing is frightening it's terrifying that is the first thing that comes to my mind every time is it's going to become alive alive. it's going to come say it's going to get struck by lightning (laughs) and it's going to go on a fucking rampage and you can't stop it because it's fucking metal and it's going to happen right when you drive by exactly it'll be a clear day and lightning could strike because why wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. That's when it happens. So we have the application. Ooh, I love that howl. Yeah, that's that rad. battle howl. That is. That's the war dance we're getting ready here. Now, there's this weird running theme in this, and it's the Cisco kid. And throughout the three segments, there'll always be a Cisco kid reference. In really? Somewhere. Yeah. I See, didn't. in this okay. one, he's yeah. watching the Cisco kid. In the raft, um, in, in the raft, he calls Poncho and Cisco. And in uh, Dover, uh, I think one of the shows in the background is the Cisco Kid. Interesting. I wonder why they have that little connectivity there. I don't or know. Just someone, some, one of the maybe it's a Romero thing or a Stephen know. King thing. Maybe it's just fan of the Cisco Kid. And I like he was a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like the fact that he is in a trailer. He is not living the good life, if you will. Although, you know, I'm not going to say living, you know, you know what? It's a dirty trailer. Let's just put it that way. He's living the slob life, but. Slob life. Snobs versus slobs. Right. He's just Now, is that a a hand grenade belt buckle or is that a hand grenade on his belt? Uh, You're seeing that, right? Oh, Oh, that's gnarly. Hey, Maiden, Maiden. Trooper. (laughs) 
Oh, that's gnarly. Not too bad. Good gory. Yeah. But still a little tame, you know, but we're just, it's the first kill. Mm-hmm. So we're building up, which makes sense. You need to do that. Now, also like now we have the nicer, this is the uh, upper class here. Exactly. He's systematically picking off the goons. He's actually going up the ladder, if you will, the right. social ladder. Exactly. Getting to the main source of the nastiness in this town, which turns out are, te- you know what? Technically, these guys are street toughs. They are. They're dirt road toughs. Dirt road toughs. <laughs> they're yeah, the, the gravel road toughs. Right. Yeah. That's maybe that's why I've always in you know secretly had a little thing against this film because that's the thing. I've always liked this liked this <laughs> film. Never loved it. But then you again, know, you know, never had the chance to watch it with you. So no, I take that back. We've watched this many times. Do you, do you like uh, when street toughs get their comeuppance? It's bittersweet for me, you know, because, right. you know, again, look at this dude. He's, he's got his little his boom box or ghetto blaster. He's a rich tough. Yeah, he is. And he's got gloves. He's always rocking gloves, interestingly enough, which I think, again, is a sign of a street tough. Mm. Oh, shit, dude. Up. That's something you don't do, man. You mess with another man's automobile. Well, when your old chief wouldn't have, you probably don't give a fuck. Hell no, you don't. Uh-uh. It's all about wrath, revenge. And I like this one. It's an this off-screen is, I, kill. No, I love this kill. It's it works because it's still good, gross, with, but it play. I like that. Yeah, it works. It works. It's it, it. Now, if we didn't get the blood splatter, I'd have an issue. Right. Because the, I love the shadow play. That's fantastic. It's the negative image. I love that. But we need that gore because this is an '80s film. And and then you get and then just I love mm-hmm. the use of shadows in this mm-hmm. one. No, that's it's not. Already per se. No, but, but it, it it's very effective. It's yeah. old school. It is a little old school. Yeah. That's and you know, that's the thing I think that the for me that's missing from this film is the charm of the first. Mm-hmm. So anything that can give it an old school feel, uh, I think definitely is to its advantage. Right. Look there at it, he put on you a know shirt what? for this one. You know what? I think you we could have had a drinking game where you drink every time he swaps his hair swaps his hair back. <laughs> Cause I think you would be drunk at this point. God damn. Now, how frightening. Now, again, if someone were to ever wrong one of us, I'd like to think that the Seder itself would come alive. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, although you'd probably have trouble stumbling down my stairs, you'd probably fall and break. He's heavy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He splits in half, unfortunately. (laughs) Okay. I love the way this guy gets his comeuppance. Oh, oh, of course. This is glorious. And it's very fitting. It's, yes. That's the one thing. And just in terms of. Getting their this is this what's is a it. fate worse than death, or what's one that was technically stereotypically applied to the people? Very true, you know, scalp him. Yeah, he ain't no Nazis. Uh. The cutaway was a bummer, but I still think it's effective because you have that scream, and then it's very godfathery. And <laughs> it know? is true. I wonder if he's actually going to grieve the loss of his nephew. No. Because like, he knows what he done, and he's rocking the Frank Reynolds pajamas. I dig it. <laughs> I think when you're an old man, you're like obligated to wear uh, a onesie, onesie or just a long shirt. Yeah, because that's what uh, Frank will do a lot. Also, yeah. and it's always yeah. sunny. The little onesie, the or the long shirt. Yeah, <laughs> the long John onesies. He's tearing out too. Ah, uh, that is a rad. Rad front of a car there. Yeah, my is. God, that's a rad car. Period. Yeah, it I'm is. not a big car guy, but that car is sweet. That really is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> now there's uh, unfortunately now here's you know something. What happens to the town? Are they? Town's gone. It's gone. Town's yeah. gone. This the town just, died with the uh, with the mom and pop. Yeah. 
but I love the, the fact scalp. that he still has the trophy mm-hmm. of the kill. He goes, I avenged this, so. And good then, old, yeah. Good old fashioned old school techniques. Because he did do some guerrilla warfare shit, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He fought to win. Uh-huh. Fought to avenge. Yeah. When the, the war fresh paint is still war fresh. Paint. So uh, the chief knows. The chief's like, yep. yep. I go on there. Hmm. Now you may rest. <laughs> Which, yep. again, leads me to believe me. I know he, he gave him that look like of disbelief, but ultimately deep down, maybe it was something that was passed down, and this is the first time he saw it yeah. actually happen. Old stories. Yeah, reaffirmed the faith in that one. Okay, good. Now, what again I like is when we transition from one to another, at least it gives the comic uh-huh. impression first. Right. And then we segue into more of the, the wraparound. Right. The, uh, <laughs> meanwhile, at the Hall of Doom. And again, I don't want to compare to the first one, but the wraparound in the first one is so good because it features podcast favorite. Tom Atkins. And George Kennedy is good. He, right. George Kennedy's great, but he's not no Tom Atkins. He's no Tom Atkins, and so, and I also now okay. Let me ask you this: Did you ever mail away for anything in like the back of a comic book, in the back yeah. of a magazine, yeah. a sea Venus flytrap, yeah. X-ray glasses, sea monkeys? Did you? Yeah. Were you disappointed? Disappointed or? shit. <laughs> disappointed shit. You know that was kind of the equivalent to like those late night infomercials now. Yeah, because I was like, like thinking, like this kid, like oh, I'm gonna get some fly traps from sea monkeys. They're gonna grow to monstrous proportions. Bull fucking shit. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, they, <laughs> I was a little disappointed when I would do that, and then they didn't beat up my bullies, and my bullies just kicked the shit out of me even more. Right? Like, really, you thought this was gonna work? A little seed? <laughs> I don't even want to take your lunch money now. Get out of here, nerd. You won't like it when I throw down this dinosaur capsule and add water. Watch what happens. Oh man. You won't like it when I put this shrinky dink in an oven and uh, just shrinks. Damn, that didn't work either. Okay, now. The Raft. This one here, The Raft. This is one of my all-time favorite segments in any of the Creepshow films. Nice. And I'm including Creep, the first Creepshow uh-huh. and Tales from the Dark Side, which as many creep people know. Yeah, yeah, the unofficial Creepshow 3. This one to me is so mean. Yeah. And this is the one that actually to me feels a little bit more modern. And I'll be honest, I think they should have started with this fi- with this segment. I think this one has more energy. Uh-huh. I think it has, um, it's more, it, to me, this one fits more into some slasher tropes. Yeah, I could see that. But the, I think the it, horny I, teens, mm-hmm. and then you have the, the virginal one, the reluctant one, uh-huh. and there's a little bit, a little bit of misdirection in terms of who survives. Right. Um, the kills are crazy mean in this one. But also, and I hate to say this, but I think it's because it also has the younger people in the segment. Right. And again, I just think this one has more energy to me. Yeah. So I don't know. To I me, can see that. And that's, I just think, and I like Chief Woodenhead, but I think because it's a more slower burn, I think it that would turn a lot of people off. And I think that's some issues that people have. with. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I think you're 100% right. If they would have opened up with this, this would have been more, this not as uh, revived. Right, movie. because both this one and then also uh, The Hitchhiker at the, that, fo- that follows this, to me, has they should have bookended exactly. this film. Yeah, I, I think that would have been a, And a I think you would have a totally different flow mm-hmm. with this. So I I don't know. It doesn't take it down by any means. No. But interestingly enough, with this uh, this segment, um, 
a really good podcast called the Shockwaves Podcast. Recently, did, and this also kind of has an Evil Dead feel to it in terms of traveling to the location, everyone in the car, going someplace they ultimately shouldn't be. Uh, but they talked about um, putting together your ultimate anthology uh-huh. and picking pe- picking segments from all the anthology films. And um, I kind of put together my own list, but this is in my ultimate anthology film. In fact, the only creep show entry I have is this one here. Really? Really. Which huh. is how much I think this fil- this one, because this one, oh my God, this one to me works on... <laughs> Banana hammock. Some, the, ladies, that guy looks like a Von Eric, like the lost Von <laughs> Eric brother. Like and if you... <laughs> the lost fun. No, seriously, if he would have tried to put that little blob in a claw hold... He would have truly the been a Von Eric. The Eisengriff. <laughs> and I got to say, these girls are treats. Take a drink, ladies lie, and gentlemen. Well, also, this is the one that gives you the gratuitous nudity, but also because of the, the twist on it, makes I'm, you feel really bad for it. You know what? I'm not. I'm going to defend it. I'm going to defend oh, it. Oh, I can't wait till we get there on that. That's going to be interesting. Now, once again, we have, oh. the, we have the girl who doesn't want to smoke pot. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to jump in the river. So, like, you know, she's going to be the final girl. Okay. That's sweet. Right. Right. So, here we go. And also, uh, Genius, do you ever go swimming in any lakes? Fuck no. I will never go swimming in the lake because I don't want to be equal on the food chain and a lot of fucking shit. And especially for shit like this, that you don't know what it is. Not only is there shit that you don't know what there is, but you know that what there is down in there too. Fucking there can be gators and snakes and, and then fucking slick monsters and water chuds. And, water, I was going to say, yeah. who knows if the chuds go out the sewer fucking, gates? Of course they do. If they're in the sewers, of course they can swim. The fucking water chuds, dude. Fuck all that noise. Okay, let's go poncho. In Cisco. Uh, Cisco. See, so there's like this weird... This weird Cisco kid thing going on. Interesting. And it's so weird. So weird. And she goes to Horlick's University. Horlick. Wait a minute. Isn't, uh, wait, Horlick, Horlick, Horlick. I don't know. I just like the shirt. No, that's actually, what is that from? That's from, oh my goodness. It, you know what? Uh, we'll continue to talk, but I might have to go to the, uh, the, uh, internet the on that one. Base. So let me ask you in terms of what makes, let me throw it. What makes a good anthology for you? The stories have to be the stories have to very be very interesting, unique, and the wraparound story has to be strong. Okay. For a good anthology to work, you can have different tones and different things, but your whole movie has to flow nice. Okay. Okay. It has to be. Do you prefer the ones like Creep Show Two, where you only have a few segments, or something like Tales of Halloween, where you have multiple segments? I prefer the Tales of Halloween do style, you? but I. See now that is my first signal to get the fuck out of there. Yes. Oh when, yes. Now I've heard ducks call before, you know, and I've heard ducks playing. But when that's a scream from a duck of pain, fuck all that noise. That's another reason why when people are like, "Oh, there was an oil spill in in like oh, off the coast of the Atlantic, we're gonna go and clean," and I'm like, "Good fucking luck. Bye. <laughs> I ain't going. Don't you want to help the environment? Fuck no, because the environment's gonna eat my ass. <laughs> the environment is upset. That is why it's." See, Slowly, there with the, yes, it's, it's coming right at you. floating towards you. Now, again, I will admit that doesn't... No, you know what? No, I actually think that's kind of effective because it's... You don't know what the fuck it is. It's just no. this weird slit. Well, everyone just goes, oh, it's just a trash bag. You know what? It actually kind of is legitimately terrifying because it does blend into the water and it's just... It's on its own thing, man. And that guy does realize he recognizes the danger immediately. That's why he's like, get your ass up here. Mm -hmm. Because look at that. Even if it wasn't man eating, I still wouldn't want that fucking shit on me. No, that's that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. 
And they do. I like the fact that there's also there's this the sense of isolation you get this, with this film, and to me that also makes it kind of effective and scary. Yeah. Ultimately, this is one of my favorite ones because it's scary. It is because you can. You're alone on a raft, and me, I don't, I don't know how to swim. I don't want to know how to swim. Well, it, you wouldn't be in the scenario. No. You'd be at the shore going, you, bye. The only way I would be in any scenario like this where I'm stuck in the middle of the raft is if one day I woke up on the raft. Look how close it comes right there. That's horrible. That's horrible. (laughs) Very effective. Okay, whatever bag, whatever. Again, it's now going to envelop you. It is going to surround you. And ultimately, as we see, it's going to do other things Mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. That dude is so golden. Yeah, he's a golden god. He does look like a Von Eric. I'm telling you, man, that dude should be wearing cowboy boots. And putting people in the claw hold. My God. Amazing grief. I don't believe. See, I, an oil slick. And it does now also, just in terms of kind of the environment gone against you, this is the time we also have some real issues going on with, with toxic environmentalism. waste. The 80s were huge with that. It was finally like, oh, shit, we're dumping toxic waste everywhere. And there you got this unknown blob. I mean, it could be a metaphor for the toxic waste in a Stephen King way. Of, yeah, of course, with the Stephen King way. And also, just in terms of nature got amok. Yeah. See, and that's yo bad for leaving your doors open like that. <laughs> At least they got tunes. No, that's true. Well, I bet they could have took a... And also, Exxon Valdez, the oil slick you mentioned before. That's... Okay. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Now, now here what is one of the things that I really appreciate is we finally get people kind of breaking down a little bit more. Um, okay, okay, right there, that shot there, that does not look like an oil slick. That looks like some like plant-like substance that is going to eat your ass. See, <laughs> see it's, it scared the pee out of genius, quite literally there. We're going to go solo here. Now, this is also in terms of late 80s. You've got some late 80s bikinis going on. And again, if their, fa- if their hair had been a little bit more feathered, we could have gone creeps of nostalgia really easily on this one, unfortunately. But no, I like the fact that they're, they're out in the middle. Of their ice. Now, even the, oh, here we go. The, our final girl is smoking pot. She let her hair down. She got in the water. And as we all know, man, that you can't do that and survive a horror film. So that to me looks like more like plant life than an, an actual oil slick there. And I, hopefully everyone did see the fact that he did bring, he brought out the, uh, the, the, the marijuana from, it looked like a, a little, a, a little uh, sandwich baggie there. Because you, if you think about the logistics of how he transported that and kept it dry, uh, could be some weed you don't really want to smoke, even though they're continuously lighting up here. Also, what's pretty rad here is you get the idea that that's uh, you can get lost into it. Uh, we talked about Narcissus uh, and the character from the first film, and this is something that could easily get lost upon in this one as well. But unfortunately, if you get lost into it, man, what's going to happen? And this starts early. Okay, so maybe the reason why I like this so much is it because oh, that's so gnarly. It has a blob-like feel to it. Yeah, it just engulfs and eats you, and. It's just like, oh, everything's fun and games, and she thinks, oh, it's goofy, blah, blah, blah. But then what gets me the most about this one, when she comes up. Oh, yeah. And she's saying, it it hurts. That's genuinely terrifying 
To me, oh my god, it hurts. She's being eaten. She's basically in a digestive tract right well, now. And this is a year before the Blob remake came out, and the Blob basically melts people much the same way. So when this seed got planted, and to see people dissolve like that, yeah, that freaks me out. And the fact that she's okay. Remember in uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, yeah. when uh, Jason is killing the guy in the basement, and he's you hear the guy saying, "He's killing, he's killing me. me." Yeah, and just how just unnerving that is. <laughs> But when you hear someone in a horror movie, do they never say things like that? No. They're screaming, and right. you know it's in pain, but you never hear anyone. Because she's not screaming. She's more like, oh, she's she's calling for help, but there's nothing you can do. She's... Uh, yeah, that, again, that unnerves me. Just ah. Yeah. <laughs> you already... It's okay, Lola. Just the furnace. It's okay, Lola. She's, I think, maybe protecting us, maybe. Right. And the fact that they're trying to <laughs> rationalize the entire thing. How do you rationalize it, man? You know what I would have been doing? Bye. Well, again, you wouldn't have been out there. Right. I'm, I don't know if you would call it brave, but I've been in lakes before. I've gone on, uh, you know, float trips before. So I would probably ultimately be the one that is out there. Dude, I was in a lake one time. <laughs> one I'm time. Glad, I'm glad I was in there because I was pissing my own pants the whole way. I'm like, oh, God, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. Well, go. Uh, I've, I've gone paragliding before. Oh, fuck all that. No, well, no, I don't yeah, want to fall out of the sky into a lake. Well, no, unfortunately, the <laughs> worst thing was. the death shit right there. Amy mentioned once she's like, you know, because we went it and we did it on one of our uh, vacations. And she's like, the worst thing is when you're up there is imagine some little shadow in the water following you like a freaking shark just waiting for you because you have to go back in the water. Oh, fuck all that noise. Right? Oh, I know. No. I know. That was terrifying. No. So I'm up there the entire time looking over going, oh, God, do I see anything? Is there just because it's you just in- see this blob, the fucking oil slick from the just coming in. Land on the raft. <laughs> Land on the raft. Put me ashore. <laughs> Put me- oh, my God. Oh. And here's where this is the ultimate just scare fact here is you're not safe on no, the raft because it can seep in. And this kill is fucking oh. gnarly. And it's melting Look how him down. It's just eating him alive. And then to add insult to injury, it just brings him down. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Well, the way it was actually integrated within his flesh. Did you ever see the movie um, The Ruins? Uh, about the plants? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of had that. But look, oh, no, this now is. this, he's bra- it's dragging him by only one fucking foot. This mm-hmm. is an easily 200-pound dude, right? I mean, buff dude. And it's just whoosh, almost effortless through a little, little tiny hole. And well, I and love again, you see the leg come up pretty soon. Ah, oh, that, just that is why oh. this is on my segment. That is, okay, oh. no, we'll remember in the blob when the guy goes down the drainage. Like, how yeah. much did the blob kind of, I'm not going to say Chuck Russell crib from this, but there, oh, there goes the class ring. Oh. It's the only thing that stays, man. It's your it ring. got lodged in the wood. It's your choice. Yeah. Well, then how ultimately scary does this become when you have to stay between the cracks? <laughs> Right. This becomes a god awful carnival. This comes like, oh, the floor is lava. Don't step in the lava. Don't step in the lava. (laughs) And now, and not only that, but she's fucking uh, Scooby doing his ass. Right. And also, let's also remember they're all stoned. Yeah. (laughs) Really. I I can only imagine that can't be pleasant, right? Shit. That just cannot be. That's. I'm not nimble sober. <laughs> I just melt right in. Just, right. Like, just let it take me. It's fine. It's fine. That is... Yeah. 
and to know that if, if one false move will just just drag you down. And again, to me, this is why this is an effective segment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's add, let's put together put together what are five favorite segments of yours from some anthologies? Um, because what would let me ask you this: if you had to choose one segment from Creep Show from the first Creep Show from the first Creep Show, you can only take one on a desert island. Oh, let's mm-hmm. let's do this. Let's take a segment. From some of our favorite anthologies, but you can only take one segment okay. from each one. So let's do Creep Show first. Okay, Creep Show one. I'm gonna have to say, the <laughs> Sophie's Choice, the crate, the crate, the crate. Um, this one, my all-time favorite is the Hitchhiker. Yeah. Um, Tales from the Dark Side. Dark Side. Uh, the cat. The cat. Cat from Hell. That scared me. Yeah, there was perfect timing on that one. Uh, let's see here. What's another good one? Uh, trick or treat. Ooh, trick or treat. Yeah. What's your favorite segment? From? Mutant children. Yeah, with the buses. Yeah. Yeah, and we're you're gonna hear us talk all about that one on our 2007 yeah. uh, bracket for Into the Mouth of March Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, what about um, uh, Tales from Tales of Halloween? Uh, it's a toss up between um, the ransom of Rawhead Rex. Oh, oh. <laughs> and <laughs> Rawhead Rex and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Friday the thirty first. That one is a lot of fun. I Twi- think t- my- took a tweet. Twick a tweet. Uh, Mike Mendez did that. Directed that one, yeah. which is you can you can tell because it's so much fun. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'd have to say from Creep Show, um, I'd probably say I'd have to go with the uh, the Leslie Nielsen. Um, that was that was my other Sophie's choice one. The what, hold your breath. The whole, yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of the segment for uh, Creep Show too. It's of course the raft. You yeah. can't go wrong with this one. Tales from the Dark Side, I'd have to say the Gargoyle one. Nice. Because Ray Tong. Oh, that one always. It's heartbreaking. It weirdly affected yeah, me the first time I saw it. Um, we talked. We did an episode on Tales from the Dark Side. We were lucky enough to host a 35-millimeter screening yeah, of Tales from dope. the Dark Side, which is pretty rad. Oh, and speaking of, if you're in the... Ooh, what? No. Okay. Taking so, turns, watching guard. Because it's still there stalking. Look at that. Look how creepy it's, it's well, just... And it's, it's almost a mat, cat and mouse game because it's allowing them... To drop their guard. Yeah. So they don't necessarily have to worry about being on the cracks. It's not just a random eating machine. It's fucking sentient. <sighs> That's the even creepier thing, man. Yeah. Can, again, anything that can scheme, anything that can plan out in advance... And it's not a human being. That's never a good thing. That is always going to mess you the mess up. Exactly. Yeah, it's never good. Uh, but no, if you're in the camp, go ahead. Oh, no, oh, you've, uh, you said Tales from the Dark Side. What about Tales for Halloween? Oh, Tales of Halloween. Uh, so I'm partial to the night Billy raised hell. You know, it's because, right. you know, we love Clint uh, and Darren. But oh, my goodness. I'd probably sit. Hmm. That one changes every time I watch it, actually. <laughs> I'm just going to say the uh, the last segment. Because they tie in oh, the, uh, the the Neil Marshall one, yeah, the the Halloween three, yeah. thing in there, yeah, that one always works for me. Uh, trick um, or treat, trick. Mm, I will actually say the last bit with uh, Sam and um, nice, yeah, and, uh, Brian Cox. Uh-huh. That's always a lot of fun. Okay, so in this scene, we're gonna get oh boy, we're oh. gonna get a little bit ribald here, <laughs> um, <laughs> and not in ribald in a very fratty, rapey way. This is some gnarly, nasty stuff that's going on. Okay, here. so because <laughs> unfortunately, in terms of you, this, uh, he, uh, you feel bad <coughs> for her. She is this is this, her her plight here. I'm gonna let's let's go 
point counterpoint here, genius. Point counterpoint. Okay. Because here, okay. So no, here's the thing. So here, okay. Here, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Okay, they know each other, right? Mm-hmm. Tread carefully, my friend. Right. Tread carefully. Okay, so they're in a life or death situation. Uh huh. Right. Where they have the potential to die okay it's freezing okay so you need a little bit more of that body warmth okay i'm just saying okay faced in face in a life or death situation in a life or death what is warm about any of that for them right there with the gratuitous booby (laughs) shot what is keeping how is that keeping her warm how is that keeping him warm well it's i think it's also a means to an end because she does get her comeuppance but at the same time if you know you're gonna die i mean there i'm sorry death or no death consent is an issue my friend and here's the weirdest thing is the fact that she's moaning and he thinks that things she's are reacting mm-hmm. when when all the, the while. stark reality let me tell you what if and again what your first time watch you know again okay 87 how old were you when you, this came out uh i was about nine ten. okay so you probably got a little awkward boner right now yeah then, right right now you're probably going to get your first instance of like cognitive dissonance. You're going to get your first instance no, here of a boner killer. A boner, ki- yes. <laughs> so starts out as a boner jam, right? And then, it, and then, yeah, no. So he knows he did wrong. There. Yeah, he knows he done fucked up. But, but unfortunately, then, we get a horrible reveal here. Oh boy, more of the nasty, more of the melting. Uh, and again, how many of the people had to call out for help that they wanted that that you're dying? Ah, oh! and it's just smearing all. Now it could be more than strawberry jam, whatever. But that's uh, right there again. How much did the blob pull imagery from the and, segment? And what I love on the next part is when she dives down, but then she comes one up one more time, and you see her more like just you more actually juicy. see, yeah, the how they she's melting. Yeah, and you know what? He played it right because you can't you can't save anyone at that you point. Might, you might as well just go like this. Yeah, it's a good. I uh, just ate all the flesh. And we are we. I they have it shown. You know, earlier there's a good long swim to get there. Oh, it's a while, and that thing is right. It's motorboating. <laughs> and again, also, this is a very conniving sentient yeah. oil slick blob plant whatever it is number one i like it's never explained yeah yeah you, you never know what you don't it is. need to it's stephen king yeah it's stephen king george do they they know how to i love this little top shot here where it, just, it is da, pretty da, 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 da. good I now just, okay that yeah that does look a little trash baggy in blu-ray yeah but i'm willing to forgive it right at the same because time, of what it's already done and the, what it's gonna do, which oh, that's yeah. the one thing I hate that they gave it away in the trailer. The tra- ah, why? That's, that's, see, that, why did that? Right, because that's, that, that's what made me angry. But had you not don't known fucking that, stop. Right. I mean, not to be like, don't go in the basement, but at the same time, don't fucking sit there and brag because you don't know what this fucking see. He's gonna come up and clam your ass. <laughs> He's gonna clam your. Oh, I wonder. Maybe it's a weird ass like muscle clam, a muscle, yeah. <laughs> and, and it, it burps. Yeah. And then I love the little pan, the little pan reveal. Oh, the irony. Mm-hmm. Had, they, had they just maybe looked a little bit more? Yeah. Well, actually, also, I like that because this is technically a cautionary tale. It is. Don't go out and, like, diddle people on rafts. <laughs> yeah. No, with no consent. And don't smoke pot and don't go swimming where it says it doesn't 
So I've, I've thank you, Creep Show too. I have right. learned my lesson. This is why they always say a lot of uh, conservatives loved horror movies in the eighties because the people that did the bad things ultimately got their comeuppance and the punishment, mm-hmm. which is a is a weird way to read into it. To me, it is it's cautionary, but at the same time, it's it's a trope of the, the genre. Right. It's what you did. Right. No swimming. <laughs> that was slick. Oh. Of course, you couldn't be the creep without the without puns. bad puns. You do need the puns when it comes to that. And again, again, I like the transition. Comic now oh, again, street toughs. Mm-hmm. These are some true street toughs. These are some kids out of like heavy metal, out of wizards. Exactly. There's Scott Farkas. Did you ever? Yeah, <laughs> this little toadies. <laughs> is this a? Is it, oh my god! Is this like a main? Town, oh, like it has town? to be. Oh no, it is because the license plate says "Creep." Uh huh. Was it okay? Okay, good. Oh, fingerless gloves, uh-huh. always oh, a first sign, sign indicator. Of s- of street toughery. Yes, and also and they're a biker gang too. Gathering and yeah, gathering in groups, man. Well, remember when we were driving out and about? We saw all those ones with the little mini bikes. Yeah, that was frightening. We needed to throw some Venus flytrap seeds out. <laughs> His toadies. And if I'm recalling pansies, there we go. There we go. If I could, and I, do we get an F bomb in this one? No, we get, it, a, we get a, a shit in an ass. But okay. I don't, I don't okay. think we get an F bomb. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about fuck. Oh, no. Okay, good. I couldn't, because this, this is the 80s. Uh, right. You know, that stuff is just casually thrown around. So, you know, we want to be cautious on that. And now this great swift kick to the nuts, man. <laughs> Guaranteed to put a bully down. But guaranteed to Get raise a bull. Too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want his ass. And there's the creep. Which at this point I'd say, hey, creep, intervene. Like right. throw some something to their spokes, you know. Uh-huh. Do something like Merlin, you but, know, in the Excalibur, something to aid young Billy. But the creep the creep helps out. He does help out. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Because of course he does have to introduce our next story. The Hitchhiker, probably one of my favorites. This is of all anthologies. I love this creep show little spectacle but the thing that gets me when i first saw this well later on we find out that she's let's just let her watch and see what happens because i don't want to go too quick into it basically they find out that that she's banging a hooker that's why she's got to get home fast and another gratuitous booby shot right and then when he was like she's talking about 50 dollars a pop i didn't get that and i was like Again, the stuff that when you uh, watch it as an adult, you go, oh, oh, okay. I want to be a male hooker. Look at that. He's doing great. And she's no slouch. No, no, that's no, that's that's hitting in your weight. You're staying in your weight league there. Yeah. Now, this is the this is the one that I remember the first time I watched it. And it was definitely a VHS uh, viewing the first time I saw it. I didn't see it in the theater. But this is the one that solidified the fact that, again, I... I didn't love this film, but I like it, and I like it a lot because of these last two segments. Yeah. To me, they are the stronger ones, so maybe that was the idea to finish with the strongest two. Maybe. You know, in terms of, you know, the ordering of that, because that is a crucial component of a good anthology. Well, this is a fantastic closer for the uh, for the movies itself. I mean, then we can later on, we have a little bit of wraparound, but uh, this is a great little segment. Well, because also this is one that truly plays on the comedy horror aspect. Yeah. To me, this is kind of the the creep show equivalent of the Simpsons rake gag because so much happens over and over again because the more you hear thanks for the ride it the just gets funnier it gets funnier and better and 
better and better. And I'll be honest, the first time you see him, he's look. he looks genuinely scary. I thought it was more of a skeleton face, but I think it's just how far back he is. Yeah. And, we'll, and I'll, I'll get to see it the on Blu-ray for the first time. I'm anxious to see how that looks because I've only seen this on VHS and DVD. And so, again, this getting the Blu-ray treatment is unbelievable. Thank you, Arrow. You're right. Thank you, Shout Factory. Thank you, Vestron Video. Thank you, Grindhouse. Um, trying to think all the boutique Blu-rays that are out there. And Stephen King book in the background. Mm-hmm. And she's over there. They're debating a price for a male gigolo. Well, oh, so apparently you can barter. Apparently. <laughs> well, what's interesting for me is... <laughs> Why well, you're just a raggedy man. <laughs> what can you trade? I got skills. Leave the ass and walk away. <laughs> no, what I like about this segment is I've got a co-worker. Uh, I mentioned something uh, once about Creepshow 2. And this is a co-worker that's not a big horror fan, but it was like, thanks for the ride, lady. And it, I was dumbfounded. I was like, oh, my God. Right? You know Creepshow 2, but you this is what you reference. So, Shorty... Uh, one day we were getting in the car. We were just going to go like all for a little family. Thing. Shorty, for first-time listeners, is uh, Genius's niece. My little niece. Uh, we get in. She straps herself in her little car seat. <laughs> my mom gets in. She turns to my mom and goes, hey, thanks for the ride, lady. Right? My mom's like, stop it. Because my mom saw this movie. Growing up, I'm going to have creep show, too, in the house. She's going to see it by proxy. See, right. And so this freaked her out. Just the thought of like some like hitchhiker coming at you you know so she's like if you want to freak her thanks for the ride my brother would even come up like she sometimes when you're sitting in a parking lot or something waiting for somebody thanks for the ride freak her out uh, to the point where she would get pissed i mean like not it's no longer fun and games when mom is pissed <laughs> so well what's also kind of nice about this is a friend of ours chris chris daniel you've heard him on the uh the dream warriors episode he actually went to a zombie crawl as, dressed as the, as hitchhiker. the hitchhiker. He had the yellow slicker on and everything. The sign that said Dover. Everything. It was fantastic. And apparently a few people got it, but not a lot. Uh, so again, what's interesting, I guess, is, you know, with zombie. Now, I guess more of an interesting takeaway from that is do modern zombie fans, do they not know about Creepshow 2? Is this still under a lot of people's radar? Because it's, again, not as well-known as Creepshow, not as loved as Creepshow, the original, but it has a cult following. Yeah, it does. It has a freaking special edition Edition Blu-ray. Blu-ray. And I love her little conversations that she has Well, she's rationalizing everything. Right. And, well, uh, let's face it. I drive by myself all the time. I'll rehearse things for the podcast by myself. I will sing along by myself. Who hasn't done things like this? So there's some legit... And see, that's another thing. I'm like charged by the orgasm. I'm little. I'm like, I don't get that. Six orgasms. Goddamn. And I didn't know what an orgasm was back in the day. Right, so, but exactly. I thought, that's what I was like. Well, ah. I, and when I first heard about it, I'm like, well, is six normal? $25 a pop. That's kind of a good deal if you think about it. I mean, she even says herself, that's kind of a good deal. I mean, and that's 80s money. So that's like. <laughs> After four, you really see the savings. I'm just saying. <laughs> right? I'm just saying. <laughs> Buy in bulk and save. You know. <laughs> Welcome to the Sam's Club this, of Orgasms. Exactly. Costco was a thing then. <laughs> well, how how often have you ever been late at night driving by yourself and... <laughs> Drop a cigarette? Something happens like that. Yeah, a few times. That's real leather, Mrs. Lansing. <laughs> I like the way she's rationalizing how much things are going to cost, because it is the 80s. Of course, man. Yes, they do come from uh, prominent money. Mm-hmm. As you can see with her lingerie. And the very that, 80s. And the fact that she can like... Oh, oh there. Now... Tom Wright plays our hitchhiker. 
And he does some really rad stunt work in this film. They do it on this uh, Blu-ray. They do an extensive conversation with him. Really? He is rad. Okay, I definitely have to borrow this then afterwards. Yeah. Because his performance in this really makes it. Because honestly, she unravels so much throughout this segment. She unravels as much as he his his composition unravels. unravels. Well, also, look at in terms of the raft, the shit happens when they all got high. With her, the shit happens after she had sex and six orgasms. Six orgasms. Again. She got a good deal. Right, right. Again, but is that that conservative kind of take on everything, you know, the bad stuff will kill you. Well, you you know what? Especially given that that was like out of the marriage sex. Yeah, exactly. It's not the fact that she had like sex. She just had like. Right. She was cheating. She was cheating with with a gigolo. So, you know, you cheat with a gigolo, you get. The hitchhiker, right? Right. <laughs> That's you get that. And also, isn't this thanks the, for the ride, lady? <laughs> well, also, if you think about, um, I still know what I, I still know what you did last summer. Uh huh. This is a way better. Wears, well, yeah, but he also wears the slicker and is from a hit and run as well. Right. So I wonder how much they pulled from. I don't show know. Too. See, I think this guy is effective because you see him and you see him rotten to. Oh wait, hold on. And then there. here, here we go. Uh. Stephen King. Which now only if they could have gotten the uh, Green Goblin right. truck for him to drive. Right. Would it have been even better? And I always think that he's a Veril. Oh, of course. He's the Veril that's be- that's doing well. Yep. You know, he uh, he got into truck driving school. He's actually, you know, maybe driving his own truck. Yep. Which, again, though, how badass would that be, though, if it was the Green Goblin <laughs> truck? it was truck? the Green Goblin. Would have made it so much better. Let me ask you this. Did you ever pick up a hitchhiker? Oh, many times. You're kidding. Many times. I picked You up. are the person that truly lives life. I picked up a hitchhiker and drove him to Independence once. That's ooh. So if you <laughs> and I pick, I picked him up after we were coming out of totally new temptations and uh, oh, Jesus Christ. So it was downtown Casey Mo and he's like, "Hey man, you give me a ride, get some smokes." Yeah, I need some smokes too. Let's go. So then we went and he goes, "Hey man, can you drop me off a little bit further?" Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And so we had a good conversation, talked about Creedence, Clearwater Revival. <laughs> Yeah. Weren't you afraid? A little bit. Okay. You know, I made sure he knew I was crazy too. Oh, okay. Matches crazy with your crazy? Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, you know what? At this point, she's kind of like, she's got the guilt. I mean, yeah, she's thinking, like, okay. But meanwhile, in the back of her head, Mm -hmm. Annie Lannister. So, in terms of uh, hitchhiking movies or, you know, horror films built around hitchhiking, blah, 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 this segment works well. Um, I was just tweeting about The Hitchhiker today, that old HBO show. Do you remember uh-huh. that one? Yeah, the anthology. Yeah, which was an anthology yeah. show. Had the raddest freaking uh, theme music. And then they used to play edited versions He was on kind of the, he was, the hitchhiker was kind of the, the, the creep. creep. Uh-huh. He would introduce everything. God, there were, um, Tales from the Dark Side had the good TV, Monsters. Mm-hmm. Just how many, how much good horror TV anthologies we had back in the day. I oh, know. I guess you maybe wouldn't consider the hitchhiker horror Should more I genre. Even, I'll say I even liked the fucking Friday the 13th, the series. Never really watched it. I Should it I was, check it out? I need to recheck the cursed, it out. Uh, I, antique yeah, the cursed antique shop. I need to recheck it out, but I liked it when I watched it back in the day. Uh, your feelings on The Hitcher with Rutger Howard? I like The Hitcher. That movie is dope. That is a rad movie. But I think this hitchhiker is better. Really? I ain't gonna lie. This hitchhiker is more terrifying. I mean, Rutger Howard is scary and all, but fucking an undead hitchhiker, that's not gonna fucking stop. Dude, that's crazy. I got. I got to go with Rutger Howard just because it's Rutger Howard. Yeah, <laughs> like as decomposed. Would, as, in, in fairness, I don't want to pick up Rutger Howard either. Yeah. I just, <laughs> sorry, I'm just gonna move along, you know, Master Race. Right. Not gonna happen. Yeah. Not gonna happen. <laughs> <coughs> uh, 
So see, I would I would actually say also now see again she's rationalizing a little more. Exactly. To me, this is also probably the the most basic of the bunch for the most part. This along with the raft. Um, bless you. Are you? The, the power of Christ compels you. I need a good priest and a <laughs> an old priest and a young priest. It's a wonderful day for a hitchhiker. For <laughs> a hitchhiker. Well, this is where. Ah, and, right? it's, and it's in the rear view, too, when she initially sees it, right? And she's like, I did it. I got it. I'm free. You know, she had the guilt, but now that she realizes she's cool, mm-hmm. and she's like, fuck it. My husband's a judge or a lawyer or something. And get, Now, also, in terms of kind of playing off this, could we say this is kind of like white privilege? We want to get really sociopolitical yeah, and shit? I think so. Right? I think you're really true. And she, it kind of, I think you oh, could. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yes. The first appearance. Look, did you even see him in the background mm-hmm. just for a little bit out of the shadows? Mm-hmm. Once again, this movie plays with shadows really well. And the way he just saunters. Yeah. Like, he has been fucked up. And he's just coming at you. That bop, bop, right bop, there. Bop. To me, it looks, that's a scare. Oh, that's frightening. Look yes. at him. That looked like skeleton. That, oh, that's skull, skull and so the, scary. And, and the, and just the way the music goes, the dun, dun. Scared me so bad, I'm going to have to take a pee break. <laughs> and then he's just gone. He's just gone and he disappeared. And you're like, oh shit, where did he go? I mean, <laughs> you're seeing things, bitch. That's crazy because I know I've talked to myself and, and called myself more terrible things. But I've never had to. Oh, here it comes. Thanks. Thanks for the ride. Such Ah, how terrifying is that? The person you know that you just killed is like, thanks for the ride, lady. So terrifying. I mean, undead or not, I still don't want to see a bunch of like creepy people knocking on my windows in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, thanks for the ride. No. I mean, I pick up hitchhikers, but those days are long gone. <laughs> uh, oh, just that creeping hand coming down. Now, the hitchhiker takes a shitload of abuse in this. Not only is he hit by the car, but he's thanks for the ride later all the time with his hand in the window on the vein. How on many the times hood. have do we have we drank so far in terms of taking a drink every time we hear five. thanks for the ride? We're on five now. But uh. Well here I like that he does look a little bit more human. Yeah. Um but we also get the good core as well. Here we go. Now, this is some good. This is some Craig R. Baxley fun stuff. Yes, because that's a real dude. That's not like CGI or anything. I'd like to think maybe Hal Needham was, uh, you know, shooting (laughs) this, was a little uh, doing the second unit. And also, unfortunately, modern luxuries like a uh, like the sunroof can come back to bite you in the ass. I know. That's one thing I don't like about my sunroof. I got a sunroof on my car and every now and then I'm like, thanks for the rod. No. So, yeah, like I was saying, man, I don't want to undead or not. I my hitchhiking days picking up or over so that's good to hear yeah but at the same time i don't want to do this and i wouldn't like now this oh, always her, impressed her, me the her strategy yeah not only her strategy but the amount of abuse tom wright can take this is some like bruce campbell sam raimi-esque level he, of abuse he that's really him on the fucking top of a car getting trees and shit knocked out of oh him. That's really fucking him. Yeah. That's and right. it's a real car, and it's going like 30 miles an hour. So that's not nice. He was saying he was talking about he's pulling leaves out of his hair like for a month. Oh, I'm sure he was eating. Because, because that carrot syrup started getting like really like sticky, 
and and everything and would just stick. So to everything his face. would just stick. So and plus that mixed with the sap and this shit from the Ew. trees. Yeah, he goes ugh, and he had to do that every day for like about two weeks. Good lord. Ultimately, though, it's worth it because this is this is a lot of people's favorite segment. I'd say this in the raft. Yeah, because look at like, it's just a it's just mind boggling. I've seen a lot of cool stun work, but just for him to be continuously on that. I mean, what Zoe Bell did in Death Proof oh, was that's awesome. Incredible, but the fact that he's doing this, getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, that's it's. <laughs> she, she, I'm telling you, she, the strategy to go through there now, unfortunately, and then to come out like you that, boom, up your car. That's well, going to yeah. cost you more money, Mrs. Lannister. But ultimately, <laughs> but ultimately, though, when you got an undead hitchhiker coming after you, sometimes you got to count your losses. <laughs> right? Fucking debt be damned. <laughs> it doesn't happen too often, unfortunately. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, close the roof. Yes, that, close the roof. <laughs> see again, modern luxuries, man. I'm telling you, that's why I will never do that as an add-on. That will never ever happen. I'm telling you right now. Uh, <laughs> but he almost plays like a cat and mouse game with her yeah. in many aspects. In terms of just the, is that the best you got? Thanks for the ride, lady. Because because I got you. <laughs> oh yeah, she goes. Yeah, she actually. I I kind of like her. I guess you know what she does. Kind of have a little bit of a character arc, just in terms of because she's terrified. It turns into yeah. So, but yeah, you gotta pull out now, your gat. Of course, in the eighties, everyone has <laughs> a handgun. Gat in the glove. <laughs> ah, that's that was scary. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and I think it again. It just in terms of the Simpsons level excess with every thanks for the ride, right? And as terrifying as he is, it still made me laugh. Because you're like, holy shit! Because it's fun, scary. Mm-hmm. And when you, yeah, that's and like we talked about coaster. it before. Yeah, when you get to have that that level of catharsis yeah. with that, when you're laughing and scared, as he's just slowly, his face is peeling away. He's getting a fucking holes in his hand. And he's wet and dripping. Dripping. I love the dripping. The dripping is what sells it with that. Uh, Okay, that's was that six shots? I wasn't counting, but I'm pretty sure she's done. Yep, there we go. Okay. At least we get a little good continuity with that. You know, they kept that. We didn't get a magic bullet because this is creep show. You never know what a magic bullet could do. Exactly. And again, someone, for a long time. someone wearing gloves again, just uh, gloves fashionable back in the day. And like, I love it because he looks so terrifying. He's like, fuck, whew. man. And then she's like, yep. nope. This fuck was you. actually. This is great. This is like, yes. This is something you. <laughs> when, <sighs> when you are a bad bitch, this is what you do. Exactly. And she's whooping some ass here. Now, granted. Sh- I got you. She's in the wrong. She's in the wrong, but at it's the same manslaughter. Time. No, it was never. But he's still like. Mm-hmm. Oh, <sighs> that's that's gnarly. But had she fessed up? Had she stopped? Had she flagged someone down? You know, this wouldn't have happened, right? You know, she he he, he would have maybe gotten by. Maybe would have his zombie self would have thanked her literally, like right. legit thanks. Thank for, you for yeah. the ride, lady. Like right. if you drove her to the hospital. Yes, like, exactly. Thanks for the ride, lady. Not thanks for the ride. <laughs> gonna terrify you beyond belief. That's gonna cost you, Mrs. Lansing. Hmm. But no, I. It's just a scary, fun movie, and like she's like having fun with it now. Well, well of course. Are you, again, you want to talk about putting yourself in the character's position, talking about a roller coaster ride, though. Right. Good lord. 
I was scared enough the night I was driving by myself pitch black and that Marilyn Manson song came on and it had the Prince of Darkness sample. And of course, and now here's like, where we get some Zoe Bell-esque shit going yes. on right now. <laughs> here he goes. Got to thank her. You <laughs> kill me. <laughs> I love how it's just the manifestation of his her guilt. Exactly. That's. I was just about to say... I in some you know viewings this, this probably doesn't exist or this whole thing this right here is insane just going down the hill and he's just wham wham whamming on the car up and down stop stop please stop right stop and she filming keeps going that's the crazy thing and it's him it's him that's, yeah it is that's not an animatronic no, dummy no it's a dude that is old that is rad <laughs> and well oh. and that's good old flat good old fashioned stunt work some movie magic. Where unfortunately, some of the stunt players really had to, they had, they put themselves in a lot of danger. Yeah. Not that they don't do now, which of course they do, but there's so many more safety standards. Uh There's CGI. um, And much like her back. Oh, that was juicy. That was, that was rough. Much like her backing up over him the next time. She's just trying to get. Face his determination. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, fuck you. Almost Almost akin to a. Jason slamming the guy's face in the wood thing and having a little smiley face afterwards. Right. I'd like to think that there's like a, a one of those emblems imprinted on his forehead now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> BMW. You know what? One more time. Yeah, why, why not? not? Why it's not? The double tap. It, that, that is the car equivalent to the du- double tap. That'll cost you, Miss That will cost you. Well, honestly, this is the part of the film where the poor hitchhiker, you know, he's going to be calling out to his family and they're like, well, if we back the truck away, his guts will fall out. <laughs> Much like the ride lady. And you'd think, you'd think, well, you got to continue along. You see, the, right. interestingly, oh, I'm trying to think here if I, if <laughs> she's learned her lesson. Yeah. No. <laughs> yet has she been properly punished? And we've got the snow falling now, which is a nice touch. Uh-huh. They let his snow blood feel. Not necessarily thinking they were going for anything like that. Thanks for the snow, lady. <laughs> Interestingly enough, uh-huh. where is he? And it's, I'm actually surprised and impressed that that car can technically continue to function. That's got to be a terrible feeling, you know, like thinking you just killed some unstoppable killing machine and waking up and oh it was a dream where's he at now my car's fucked mm-hmm. up. again was it the manifestation of her guilt which is you can make a good horror movie you can make a good segment out of that oh yeah or it can be quite literal and you know it is thanks for the ride yeah, later it is a hitchhiking zombie that'll come and af- come and get you but I would only imagine that if anybody else was seeing like you're saying if anybody else was seeing this they'd probably just see some drunk old lady like flailing down the hill you know, oh yeah, going there. Jesus Christ! Like, oh, that, that bitch crazy! You know, <laughs> get the phone out, man. Get your phone. Get your, gotta record that shit. Oh wait, this is '87. They can't do that. Get out that big ass camcorder. Put a VHS right. tape in it. Ca- call up the cops in your Zach Morris phone. On your Zach. Pause. Break right. the fourth wall. Tell everyone you're gonna do so. There was nobody at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, but come on now. This is it was Creep all Show. A dream. This is Creep Show. We know what happens with Creep Show. So we talked about uh, Tales from the Dark Side being the unofficial Creep Show three, uh-huh. and we say unofficial Creep Show three because there is an official Creep Show three, and it's proper rubbish. See, and I've never seen it because I've heard it's yeah. proper rubbish. They ha- is they- it worth even watching just to watch it? 
uh, like how much you know in terms of how much creep show 2 deviated from creep show does it deviate further significantly really and, and with this one i don't want to say the quality has gone up you know but it's you definitely see there's more money mm-hmm. there's more production value not that there wasn't a lot of production value in creep show 1 but it's more slick and gloss uh creep show 3 is looks very like one of those direct to DVD movies really? from the back in the day. You kind of see how much it really, you know, was shot with. Yeah, it was just like ah, uh, and to live up to the name Creep Show Three. How many segments does it have? There's like six. Oh wow! Yeah. So they went. Yeah, they tried some interesting things. It's not a hundred percent bad, but eighty percent really. Yeah, but enough There's to maybe couple, just go ahead and yeah, see it. If, if you see it, okay, but I'll guarantee you, but I never want to see it again. Really, and if you never see it again, you'll be fine. Okay. Wow. Wow. It's quite the indictment. Yeah. So um, we've also got, in terms of before we get to our final reveal here, that's always glorious and grand. Um, we've there's some recent anthologies that have come out. Um, just kind of not necessarily seeing a resurgence, but there's there's more and more coming it. out. I love it. Uh, we talked about Tales from Halloween. Uh-huh. Uh, Christmas Horror Story uh-huh. is a really fun one that I've uh, you watched. Uh, uh-huh. uh, Mexican uh, Barbaro. Uh-huh. Me- Me- Mexico Barbaro. There we go. Mexico With a fan favorite, Harsh. Gigi Gasol Guerrero. Yes. Uh, XX. Uh, XX. Uh, Southbound. Uh-huh. Uh, the VHS. I like, I love the fact that the anthology should come back. There's, and there's quite a few of them. There's some really good ones out there, too. And so here she is at home base, safe and sound. Right. And again, once you're at home in a you're horror good. movie, you're, at your own you're garage, supposed you're to fine. be. Yeah. Even in real life. It's all beat up. There's fucking blood everywhere. Again, yeah. There, you imagine that. There's no one there. Uh, and of course, I love that too. Yeah, which you know and what? You know what the funny thing is? Why the the Virtus is not home? Mm-hmm. Because it reveals that he he was saved. He was trying to help the uh, yeah, the hitchhiker. the hitchhiker. Which ultimately, to me, would have been also like he was out there cheating as well, or something like that. That'd be too basic because we need. Oh, there ah, we go. Blah, Full blah, on blah. scary, gnarly, that weird tongue. Blah, blah. It's blah, 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 blah. it's like the doctor tongue from uh, Day of the Dead, the Savini. <laughs> Thanks creation. for the ride, lady. Well, this is uh, you know two thirds of K and B, so of course the effects are going to be good. Oh yeah, they're going to be good, gory, gooey, and Savini with them too, mm-hmm. helping out and supervising. Oh. And I love how the way it, just the it, smoke billows up. And the great shot of the door closing. Door closing. Yeah. I really actually like the fact that they held for that shot of him just blowing on her for so long. And the cool thing about it is the way that she dies, when you open when it's revealed, there's oh. no marks on her. It just looks like it's uh, a suicide mm-hmm. by carbon, carbon monoxide. monoxide. Cause once again, the guilt. Vengeful spirit. The guilt. Yeah. You know, It'll get you every time. Do the that's what we're saying. Spike Lee, do the right thing. You know right, what? It's, right. It doesn't cost you anything. Just be good. Be a good human being, <laughs> and you will you, not be terrorized by a hitchhiker. If you run over a hitchhiker, at least stop to see if he's okay. Yeah, and at the you, very minimum, call call an ambulance. Call nine one one. Dover. <laughs> it is truly well, a lesson. It is tr- never, never pick up hitchhikers. <laughs> On the hood. Yeah. Oh, God. Again, those 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 horrible puns. But of course, ultimately, it's it's te- it is the final segment. But we have to finish, finish up our wraparound. wraparound, like any good anthology. Let me ask you this: uh, thoughts on this wraparound? We've kind of talked about every you know segment, yeah. just in terms of. Uh, I think the wraparound went on a little too long. Okay, um, that's my major beef with the with the creep show too. 
is the wraparound story. It's not my favorite in all the wraparounds. It's decent, but I think it dragged on. If he would have stopped with that guy in the car mm-hmm. and maybe showing the kids. If getting, they could have wrapped this up bef- earlier. Before, yeah. Where you don't necessarily need this. Now, it is kind of cool, though. It is neat. It is happened. pretty good because. Okay, <laughs> knowing glance. Because here's the thing. When you were growing up and you found Venus flytraps and you knew they existed, did you think that they could grow into giant monstrous things that eat yeah. people? Yeah. Exactly. Me too. So this was almost like an animated, like, yes, this is of course totally this feasible. If I buy one of these at one of those like bootleg stores at the city market where everything's in a different language, but like from all over the world. And you know it's good because it's in a different language. Right. I don't know what it is, but it looks like cookies, you know? <laughs> you can buy like Chinese throwing stars right next to it if you're lucky. Right. Right next to the babushka nesting dolls. Right. <laughs> so I would always try and get those and like kind of hope that they were growing to man eating plants. Yeah. Sadly, though, the only thing that was eating was your wallet. Right. Yeah. And of course, the big bully. I, I do like. I I do like them getting eaten. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's a neat premise, but it just ran on a little bit long. Like, if this would have happened in the it's, second. It's well-deserved, but, yeah, they could have, like, they could have minimized this, edited it a little bit better. Um, because, well, the movie itself, I think it's, and that's another, just that's just a recycled shot there, right. the knowing wink, uh, which you get a lot of those old Bashki uh, ones. Exactly. Like in Wizards. I'm surprised we didn't get any rotosp- rotoscoping <laughs> with this. Um, <laughs> they eat meat <laughs> yeah and then thus and then it turns back into into the, the real comic world. yeah oh no that's right that that's right because yeah the world because then we get <laughs> <laughs> i love i love this little ending i think it's fantastic because once again it's the creep making him a real person and doing creepy things yeah and it's again Savini getting to ham it up, which is fantastic. Cause he he does a lot of finger acting and that just yeah, like, he yes. does. and just throwing out. And as he <laughs> randomly tosses things out, we come to the credits of Creep Show Two here. Um, I hope uh, you guys had fun with this one. Now I will say we both took pee breaks, but I didn't think it broke the course of uh, the narrative flow here. Right. There have been several times when we have done uh, commentary tracks where we basically try to rush through this. <laughs> right. The credits going, yeah, and we got to go back. Okay, go ahead. We'll go ahead and let this one play out here because, uh, again, uh, we had the chance to uh, utilize the Arrow Blu-ray. Um, fantastic. You mentioned that the featurettes are fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. Is there, is there a commentary track with this? Uh-huh. I okay. haven't watched it yet. Okay. Because that's the other thing, you know, just in terms of, you know, if we truly were going to do our research on this, we'd listen to it beforehand. But I kind of like us to go off the cuff with just yeah. kind of reacting to it because this is like this is like you said, this is your comfort food, man. Uh-huh. And I'm glad we we're able to do this as a commentary track. And I know that I know one of the deteriorations is the music from versus. Yeah. The original, oh, and that's I yeah. like this theme. Yeah, and you know what? We could have used more of it in the movie. Yeah. That's the one thing, the John Harrison score not being there. Because we were listening to it. I just I was listening. I've uh, uh, got the, the Gary Pullen record right. you know, on, on vinyl, and I was listening to it earlier, and it's so good. And there's always variations of the same theme. If there and was it, more variations of the, of the theme, kind yeah. of the thing. It well, have... it enhances the, the original so much. And I think if they had a better score in this, but I, like I, said, I think it would have elevated the film itself. I do like the quote that da-da-da-da-da. It's very ethereal and creepy. Very to me, it's very Stephen Kingy. Also, yeah. Well, I was gonna say in terms of staying on this back road here while the credits come up. That's I'm not gonna say creepy by any means, no, but, but that's just scary, abandoned, old. 
But you know that road leads to either Derry or Castle Rock. Right. Or, and we've or, all been down that road, too. Right, exactly. Or like Hobbs End. Like, do you read Creep Show? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I gotta tell, I'll tell you. <laughs> Anytime I'm driving down a road like that and I see someone on a bike, I got to zoom right, fuck the path them before their hair turns white. Before their hair turns right. If yeah. anything, yeah, Carpenter has taught us that. So, guys, thank you for hanging around with us for this Creep Show 2 commentary. Uh, for next week, we are going to be dropping our 2007 bracket for our Into the Mouth of March Madness uh-huh. tournament. And then we will be dropping our 1977 episode. And then after that, when we get into the Scream 16 round, again, we're going to have our friends from the Phantom Podcast Network joining us. Uh, and then we're going to go into the hateful, or the round of the hateful eight, and we have mm-hmm. some other special surprises coming up. So, uh, juvenile delinquency is, See, the, is the product, product of pent up frustrations, stored, stored up, up represents and, and bottled up fears. It, it is not the product of cartoons and captions, but the comics are a handy, obvious, uncomplicated scapegoats. If the adults who crusade against them would only get as steamed up over such basic causes as delinquency and parental ignorance, indifference and cruelty, they might discover that comic books are no more a menace than the Treasure Island or Jack the Giant Killer. Collier's Magazine 1949. Dropping the fucking hammer. So, so until next time, kiddies. I am Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. Oh.